Welcome to Working the Word with Jonathan Vorse. Join us now for service already in progress at Lakewood Church of God. There are two prayers recorded in the book of Ephesians for the Ephesian church by the Apostle Paul. The first one, and we'll go through it here in just a moment, is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. And the second one is the one that we'll spend most of the time on today, I think. Depends on how the Holy Spirit moves. But uh, that's found in Ephesians chapter 3, and that would be verses 14 through 21. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul is praying for his fellow Christians, and he prays for their insight, for inner strength, for their love for the believers, for the, for the purpose that they will comprehend and understand truth. And he prays that they will know God and be filled up with God and that they'll get to know him better. In Ephesians chapter 3, we find where Paul is praying that they will finally get it. Finally get it. And, and uh, he's praying that they'll have a breakthrough in their comprehension and their understanding of what God's love means and what it's all about. And he prays once again that their lives will be filled up with God, which is another way, way of saying knowing him and having Christ dwell in our hearts. Now, I want us to go, just go to your left. Let's go ahead and hit Ephesians chapter 1. And let's start there in verse number 15, and we'll just kind of go through verse number 23. We'll just kind of do a little expository explaining and preaching here for just a few moments on this passage. Here's what the Bible says. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. So let's look there at verse number 15. First of all, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Now I think it's important for us to realize that what our life produces is going to shine to the world. Paul said, I heard of your faith in the Lord. I heard of your love for one another. Without me trying to be critical, I just want to bring something to our attention. How long has it been since someone else has told someone else about your faith in the Lord? And about how that you love other people and you love the lost. How long has it been since someone has said that about me? Is, is my life producing... Is part of my fruit producing, people look at me and they say, well, he loves God, and he loves the lost, and he loves the church. And then he goes on, Paul said, after that, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. So he said, first thing I'm doing, I'm thanking God for you. I'm thanking God for you. How many times, how long has it been since you've said, Lord... Thank you for my church family. Thank you for my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, you're my brother, you're my sister, whatever they are, whether you want to be or not, we're family. 
And let me tell you something. I love my family dearly. I do. I love my, I love my wife. Sometimes she gets on my last nerve. But I love her. Right? And just because she gets on my last nerve or does things that I don't agree with, that means I'm going to off and leave her. Because I love her. I love my kids. I didn't think they were ever going to leave. <laughs> they can stay as long as they want. Nikki, you can be there as long as you want to be. Till she's married. Hallelujah. But I love my kids. But there are times they have made me so frustrated. Like this morning, I told them, you're supposed to sit on the front row. There's not a one of them on the front row. <laughs> so at dinner today, I'm going to ask them where they were. But there are times, there are times when they just get on your nerves. But it doesn't mean you don't love them. Right? Christmas comes around, they're expecting a present. Birthday comes around, they're expecting a present. Mother's Day comes around, I had to buy something for Marissa this year for Mother's Day because she's a mother now. Why? Because I love them. And how come in the body of Christ, when you get frustrated with one another, you can't get past it. Hello. I'm trying to teach you what the Word says. I'm trying to teach you how to live for the Lord. You've got to stay in love. Well, I just don't agree with what's going on. I'm going to leave that church. Well, okay. You go down the road. It won't be three or four years down the road, if that long. I don't agree with what's going on here. I'm just going to leave. I'll show them. I just don't like the way they do things there. I'm just going to leave. How many churches are you going to try? One of these days you're going to realize you're the church. And you ain't leaving no church. You're leaving your family. Hello. Paul said, I heard about your faith in the Lord. I heard about your love for one another. And when I heard about that, I began to give thanks unto God for you. And I was inspired to make mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory, in case you don't know who that is, the Father of glory, here's what he prayed, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Yes. I remember in my first church in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, I was sitting in the office one day, and I was kind of getting frustrated. I was like, Lord, you know... I study and I study and I study and sometimes I go over these scriptures and I go over them and over them and I don't know what they're saying. I was spirit filled. I'd been in the ministry for eight or nine years by that time. I knew what it was like to preach under the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit. I'd seen people healed. I'd seen them come to the Lord by the thousands. I'd seen them receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We had successful ministry yet there were times when I was reading the scripture and reading the word of God and I would say, God, I don't understand a thing I'm reading. 
And the Lord led me to this scripture, and he said, you need to pray <laughs> that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him will come alive in your life. I did that. I haven't been able to shut my mouth since. It got so frustrating for the, for the next six months, I would get up and try to preach, and I couldn't get through one verse in 45 minutes because the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him would just bubble up and 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 bubble up, and, bubble up. and that's what I pray over you today. I pray that you see things in the Word of God that you've never seen before. I pray you experience the power of God like you've never experienced it before. I pray that the anointing for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to get to know God will invade your life and create an appetite inside of you that you realize, I can't make it without God. Paul prayed that. I pray it over you today. Then we go on here, and, the, and then he prayed. And he said that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. That you would know the hope of his calling, the calling of Jesus, the calling of God. That you would know the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his, of his inheritance are in the saints. So in other words, <laughs> that wow, whoa, Jesus says that you mean what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance, where do they reside? In the saints. You full of wealth. You are full of wealth. And when I say wealth, I'm talking about finances, but I'm talking about other things also. Jesus became poor so that you might become rich. If I was the devil, I would fight the prosperity gospel with everything that was in me because when the church finally gets rich, there's no stopping them from spreading the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ globally all around the world. And so I pray and I decree and I declare over you today that the riches of your inheritance that's inside of you will come to the surface. I call it out right now in the name of Jesus. I'm decreeing and declaring and believing with you that God will move you from poverty to prosperity, that God will move you from want into your wealthy place. Hallelujah. Now, if you receive it, say amen. 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 I'm praying and believing that. Hallelujah. I'm believing it for you. I'm believing it for you. And when it happens, I'm going to take an offering. And together we're going to reach farther than we've ever reached and do more than we've ever done for the glory of God. Amen. That Jesus would be exalted and edified and glorified and you'll be able to enjoy it too. Amen. Then the Bible says here to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe. We've got to believe. Who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ 
when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. You guys know this passage of Scripture. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Somebody say, that's me. That's me. That's you. That's me. The church. Now look at this. He identifies how he sees the church in the next verse, which is his body. We're the body of Christ. We're his fingers. We're his toes. We're his nose. We're the body of Christ. We're his eyes to see needs. We're his ears to hear the cry of the hurting. We're his hands to reach out to those that are hurting. We're his feet to carry the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're the body of Christ. We work under the direction of Jesus who's the head of the body, who is the head of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From the head flows the rest of the body. The head is connected to the heart. Where does God live? In our heart. Where does Christ reside? On top of our body. The heart and the head are connected in the body of Christ. I don't know what to do. I'm a Christian. I don't know what to do for the Lord. Just be obedient. Just be obedient. You say, well, what do, well, first of all, it's not for you to figure out. You're not the head. The head's got it figured out. That's Jesus. Well, how come I feel all of this? Because God's in your heart. So what's in the heart and the head as they communicate, then we are the body and we do the will of God. That's the function of the church, is to do the will of God. Does that make sense? Okay, so the Bible says the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So the purpose of the church is to fill all in all. In other words, the purpose of the church is to be available to God to do whatever he wants done in the earth. That's our purpose. What was his primary purpose? Here we go. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. That's what the Word says. That's what the Word says. So that was the first prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for the over the Ephesian church. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 3 and look at this second prayer. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 14. Here's what it says. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the phrase for this cause is found also in in verse number 1 of that same chapter. And that particular phrase makes us ask, for what cause? Because he said, for this cause. For what cause? 
Well, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, talks about the celebration of salvation by grace through faith. So for the, call, for the cause, for this cause, for the fact that I can celebrate because I've been saved by faith through grace. And then Ephesians 2, 11 through 22 and, and chapter 3 and verse number 6 talks about the reality that the Gentiles can now also become fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the promises of God. So for what cause? First of all, that we can be saved by faith through grace. And secondly, because when Jesus died, he didn't just die for Jews. He died for the whole world. And so for this cause, for the fact that Jesus died for the whole world, for the fact that we can receive salvation by faith through grace, for the fact that those of us who are Gentiles can receive the promises of God in our life and be engrafted into the vine and become the seed of Abraham and heirs according to the promise. Because of that, for this cause, he prayed. He said, for this cause, he said, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he was saying, I bow my knees to God. I've talked about this before, but let me say it again. Some people say, do I pray to Jesus? Do I pray to God? Do I pray to the Holy Spirit? You pray to God in the name of Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's how you pray. Very simple. You pray to God in the name of Jesus, which is the authority that Calvary gave you, in the name of Jesus, with the help of the Holy Spirit. So the Apostle Paul says, for this cause, salvation by grace through faith, by faith through grace, he said, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse number 15. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. When you gave your life to God, He took ownership of you. You became, the theological term is you became engrafted into the vine. Jesus said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. And we're supposed to go and bear forth fruit. The fruit that Jesus bore is us. The fruit that we bear belongs to him. And so he said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Why was it necessary for God to give us his name? broken down in the simplest of ways to say it, so when the devil messes with you and he sees your name, he realizes he's bit off more than he can chew. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The problem with the church today, one of the many problems, but probably one of the primary problems with the church today is they have yet to come into the revelation of who they are in Jesus Christ. Who they are in God. Come on, I want you to high five two people and say, you God's property. <laughs> that ought to excite you. You are God's property. It was God that put his name on you. 
Jesus paid the price for you. You gave your life to Christ because of the revelation of your need of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you bowed your knee before the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, you gave your life to him. That God puts his stamp on you. And when God puts his stamp on you, he takes ownership of you. And you become God's property. And when you take on his name and become his property, there are certain rights and certain privileges that other people who don't know Jesus don't have access to. You're privy to your healing. You're privy to your prosperity. You are privy to God lifting that oppression off of you and giving you the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Why? Because you're God's property. Hallelujah. Man, oh man, oh man, I can tell I haven't preached in two weeks. God's property of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Philippians chapter 2 verses 10 and 11 says this, that at the name of Jesus, how powerful is that name? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under earth, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Why does he receive the glory? Because he has ownership rights. He put his name on you. When you publish a book, if you publish it with Tyndale House, you might be the author and you might be the publisher, but they own the rights. Because they put their name on your work. Listen, when God puts his name on you, then he owns you. And when the enemy looks at you, things in heaven and things earth, things under the earth, when they see that name, they're like, oh my goodness, something has changed. Oh yes. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. What I once was, I no longer am because I've been born anew. I've been born again. I've been set free. I've been sanctified. That means set apart for a specific purpose. I have become a part of the family of God and I'm part of the body of Christ. I've been engrafted into the vine. I have received the spirit of adoption whereby I can cry, I'm a father because now he's my father and I'm his son and I'm part of the family of God. So yes, I would say something has changed. I don't have any reason to go back and live the life that I was living before because something has changed. That's who I was. This is who I am. Hallelujah. That's why I say God is not near as interested in your history as he is in your destiny. So many people have forfeited their future by living in the past. It's time for you to break out of your past. It's time for you to break out of the guilt. It's time for you to break out of the shame. It's time for you to break out of those things and and pull your head back up and pull your shoulders back and realize just who you are in Jesus Christ. The only thing you did was come to him. The rest of it was up to him. And what he's done for you when he puts his name on you, all of that begins to activate when you activate your faith. By faith I am saved. By faith I am healed. By faith I am whole. By faith I am prosperous. By faith I am encouraged. By 
faith I have the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Hallelujah. Faith in God can move the mountain of sickness. Faith in God can move the mountain of debt. Faith in God can move the mountain of broken relationships because you're called by his name. So the apostle Paul's praying for the Ephesian church here and he says this. He says... For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Look at verse 16. That he, speaking of God, would grant you, not loan to you, not say you can use it for a little while. No, he's going to grant it to you. When you receive a grant, you don't have to pay it back that he would grant you, somebody say, somebody say this is getting rich. According to the riches of his glory, and we're going to see why he put that there in a little bit, but according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. That's why we can stand and say, with man things are impossible, but with God. Why? Because I'm speaking from the strength of the Spirit that I have been granted by God that's coming out of my inner man where God resides. So when you speak, you're speaking under the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's the mouthpiece of God. And so you speak things that be not as though they were because that's how God talks. The only talk that God knows how to talk is faith talk. That's it. If God was to say, all the grass is blue, it would all turn blue because he has that kind of power and he has that kind of authority and he lives in, in, and resides inside of you. Now, let's go on here. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye, somebody say ye is me, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Can't nobody pluck me up. Can't no circumstance pluck me up. Can't nobody remove the love of God from me without my permission. They can't do it. You choose who wins. We were sitting here Thursday and I was, we were doing some television programs. Dr. Sutton and I were sitting right here 
doing some television programs on Thursday afternoon for Isaac Television to go into 72 nations in the Middle East. And we explained to those that were watching, there's a good nature and there's a bad nature. Because we have to be very, you know, there's a good nature and there's a bad nature. And whoever wins depends on who you choose. Now, you're going to speak by faith? You're going to walk by faith? You're going to talk by faith? Are you going to live by faith? Because let me tell you something. You're going to have faith in something. You might as well have faith in the Word of God. You're going to have faith in something. Here's what the Word says, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. you got to stay in love because faith works. By love. All right. And then it goes on, it says, being rooted and grounded in love, comma. Now understand, the Bible wasn't written with chapters and verses. This was an epistle. That means it was a letter to the Ephesian church. So the chapters and verses were added way later. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, same thought line here, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. That ye, somebody say ye is me. That ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Do you think God's trying to make a point? You know what he's saying? Let me get inside of you and live. Now, look at this. To know the love of Christ with past his knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do. Now, see, this is now. Here we go. We go now. Now, now that you've come into the revelation of the knowledge of God, now that you've come into the revelation of who you are in God, now that, that you have all of that, now, now that you have the, the spiritual comprehension of the vastness of God's love inside of you and you are disciplining yourself to follow and work in that love, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now look at this phrase, according to the power that worketh in us. Somebody shout that with me. According to the power that worketh in us. Now, I want you to go back up to verse number 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. According to the riches of his glory. Look at this. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Now you go down to verse number 20. The Bible says unto him that is able to exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. How? According to the power that worketh in us. Where did that power come from? Go back to verse 16. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be, somebody say strengthened. Strengthened. 
there's where the power is, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. Now, the Word of God tells us, and we like to put it on our refrigerator, but let's really look at it here. Unto Him, that's God, who is able, that's God, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that worketh in us, verse 16, which He granted us when we became strengthened with might by His power in the inner man. So God is calling on the power that He's already deposited inside of you with the promise of saying, Now unto Him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works inside of us. What's He saying? Nothing is impossible to you. Because the power's there. You just got to let it work. There's the key. According to the power that worketh in you. Just because it's in you doesn't mean it's working. How do I make it work? You stay in love. And you, and you make it work by faith. That's how. How long has it been since you woke up with a headache and the first thing you thought was, I need some Tylenol, instead of saying, God, I receive my healing. You got to call up the power. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. You got to call up the power. Yes. It's in you. You're host to the Holy Ghost. That'll preach. I said, You host to the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came into them, came upon them, and then the Holy Spirit came into them. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit came into people. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is not just going to come upon you anymore. The Holy Spirit will come inside of you and set a place of permanent residence for God the Father and the creator of all creation, the creator of the universe, will set up residence inside of you and do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think if you just let him work. Call up the power by faith. Call the power. We got to call up the power. We have to call up the power. The dog's getting it outside. You got to call up the power. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> call up the power. That dog better watch it. It'll start be going meow, 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 meow because it got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> You've got to call up the power. Quit being shy with the power. Quit being ashamed to be spirit-filled. I'm going to go to a church where I can just walk in and everybody... You know, Donna and I were, the other day, we, we left 
Sanford Airport. And we were driving back out of Sanford Airport. And on one side of the road there, there was this really old church and a brand new sign outside of it that said, Activate Church. And then right across the street, there's another really old church. And outside of it was a brand new sign that said, Connect Church. And Donna looked at me and she said, What in the world is going on with the names of these churches anymore? I said, it's the theology the young pastors were raised with. Follow me for a moment. I told her this. I said, we had the same thing. Well, we're a faith church. Well, we're a miracle church. Well, we're a word church. Well, we're a grace church. I said, in our generation, at least they were theological terms. In this generation... They're calling on the only gospel they've heard, pop psychology. And so now you got activate church. And you got connect church. And you got together church. And you got all these different crazy names because that's the doctrine that they've been taught. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's time that the prayer warriors prayed until the Holy Ghost took the church back. How long has it been since you've been in a service where the power of God just reverberated inside of you so strong you didn't stand because you thought it was the right thing to do. You stood up because you couldn't sit no longer. I've been there and you have too. And I want to tell you, those days are not over. Because there's power inside of us. There's anointing inside of us. God lives inside of us. And the Word of God teaches us. Verse 21, and I'm closing with this. When all of that happens, it's for His glory. Because the Word says, unto Him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. I've said over and again, this is the ministry of Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. We're not building a kingdom unto ourselves. That's the last thing in the world I've ever wanted to do. Somebody made the statement the other day they said well people follow a voice they don't follow a vision I said they better be following Jesus and they look at me like a calf looking at a new gate because they've never heard things like that before and it makes me wonder what's the direction of the church what direction in, in America what's happened to the church you to know that God is able. Whatever you're facing, God is able. God is able. He can save your kids. He can save your mama and your daddy. How do I pray for them? 
pray that the scales fall off of their eyes so that they see their need for Jesus. Pray that they fall in love with Jesus. Lord, help my family fall in love with Jesus. That's important. Come on, let's all stand for just a few moments. Let's just stand. Thank you for joining us on Working the Word. For more information, go to our website at www.suncoast4, and that's the number four, Jesus.tv. You may also write us at 12637 Pony Lane, Hudson, Florida, 34669. Or you may call us at 727-856-1770. Our office hours are Monday through Wednesday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And remember, the Word will work if you work the Word.